So I hope that uh, all of you are really examining reality and uh, I am sure that uh, you come to different conclusions that uh, maybe I come to. And uh, my challenge is to adapt my reality to your reality. And uh, we have many perspectives. And uh, that's why I am a little bit, sometimes I, I don't know where to start huh? and then where to end. And uh, this is my problem. So <laughs> but uh, I think if, 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 if we just look at the, the basic things that uh, may be brought into your practice, because examining reality has to be practical. And also it has to be based on our practice. So what is our practice? And how also do we relate our practice to the practicality of our life? So it's not something that is separate from life. It has to be in life. It has to be applied in every type of situation. So this morning we were discussing about the topic of perception, sanya. And isn't it that the way we perceive the things, like I will see something, you can see, you can look at the same thing, and then you will come to a different conclusion. Why? Because perception is conditioned. So I am conditioned, you are conditioned, and then all the time we are conditioning ourselves to perceive things the way that is more uh, profitable f for us. And then the first uh, reason why we are conditioning ourselves is a question of survival. So we have to condition ourselves to protect ourselves in order to continue to live. So the perceptions that we are putting on reality are, a way, are, are some ways to, to keep us uh, you know, uh, alive hmm? somehow. But also, as the, 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 the technical definition of sanya, uh, this morning Nikki said that sanya is a kind of, a re, the, you, re, you, remar, you remind yourself of a mark that has been given to a specific object. Uh, so it's a reminder. So you look at a color, you see this is black. You look at someone, this is Mrs. Such and Such. You look at a, at a, at a clock, you see oh, this is a clock, right? So when you see something, the perception adds its own labeling, adds its own way of seeing the same thing, which is actually a concept. But uh, the thing is that uh, perception itself has also the function of marking something. That means before we remember the mark of which we are going to uh, evaluate a situation, we have to put the mark. So the mark is happening all the time. That means all the time we can change our perception. We can also uh, reevaluate the perception. We can recondition our perception. Conception, uh, perception is not always fixed. So in this case also, in relation to feeling, in, in, in relation to how oh, the feeling tone of the experience is the feeling tone, is the Vedana conditioning the feeling? Uh, is the Vedana conditioning the perception? Or is perception conditioning the feeling? So the thing is that feeling 
and perception, uh, the way we are feeling, the way we, we are experiencing things, subjectively, is conditioning our perception. So if you feel good about something, then you perceive it, you say, this is a good cushion, or this is a good meditation center. And then whenever you see this cushion, or you know this person, or then you remember, this is a good person. right? But... Um, Then, then that, 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 that uh, reminder huh, is a good feeling. Uh, so then we see that perception can, uh, uh, is dependent on the feeling. Uh, feeling is dependent on the perception. So you perceive something, you mark it, and then the feeling gets associated with the perception. But also, the perception, once it is marked, uh, so first you mark it. You say, this person, this is a good person. I am happy when I see her or when I see him. So then you get a good feeling. But also, um, Also, the perception can condition the feeling. The, the feeling conditions the perception, and then the, the, the perception conditions the feeling. And then feeling and perception always arise together. So as soon as you... Per- as soon that it's a, it's a, a dynamic of consciousness. So consciousness, we have all the time, we have moments of consciousness. And then together with these moments of consciousness, the feeling will be there. Together with the feeling that is arising because of contact. Also, contact itself, that is the experience, is a cause for the feeling. But the feeling, the perception, are arising together. And then they really condition each other. And uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a question of conditioning each other. So, some, so sometimes the feeling will condition the perception and sometimes the perception will condition the feeling. So that's why it is, ver- it is very important to see, first of all, how labels are put into the experience. How we are labeling the experience that we are having since we are very young, and how this labeling, this marking of a situation or of an object is a cause for uh, further perception in the future. So that we, so that we, we, we remind, we, we are reminded of what has been perceived, and also uh, what that perception relates to in 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 in, uh, in regard to the feeling. So to understand that perception is conditioned, and then to see how we can recondition perceptions, and also how actually perceptions can lead to unskillful mental states and can lead also to uh, skillful mental states. Um.
So when we see that, then we have also to understand how our experience is conditioned by feeling, how our experience is also conditioned by perception. So the purpose of our meditation, first of all, because we have to be very practical, first of all, the, the purpose of the meditation is to understand, but to understand things in ways that uh, will be clear. So to have a clear mind, we need to have also uh, a balanced mind. And then uh, how we are dealing with the perceptions is necessary to, uh, to, be, uh, to be understood because perceptions wrongly handled also can lead us to uh, unskillful uh, mental state. That means we can, we can get unbalanced because our perceptions are, are not, uh, are, are not uh, appropriate. So we have to see how our perceptions actually uh, can be, are relative, first of all, and also how we can use our perceptions to see things in ways that are, first of all, not unbalancing for our mind, so that we get uh, a, a clear mind. That's why also, so one, once we are able to get the clarity of mind based on how we are handling reality, how we are handling our life, then we can also use perception in order to develop uh, some aspects of the mind with the meditation. So all the, uh, uh, most of the samatha meditation, no, the, the meditation uh, dealing with uh, concentration, are actually a type of manipulation of, of perception. So we are, we are using positive perceptions, and then we make these perceptions strong and stronger, and then the, the, we develop the mind in relation to these perceptions. So, for example, uh, we are just practicing metta. Huh? So, for, for the last few days, we just practice the metta meditation. So, the metta meditation is, is purely, is very much based on perception. So, we are perceiving beings. And then, what do we perceive in the beings in our mind? We perceive the beauty of beings. So then we get in love, we, get, we fall in love with all beings because we see the beautiful qualities that they all have, that we all have. So then, this is making us happy, but this is conditioned. We have to force ourselves to see the beautiful, the beautiful aspects of the beings of which uh, which are going to be the subject of our meditation, the objects of our meditation. So all the time when we are, you know, uh, when we are practicing the metta, that meditation is based on perception, how we are perceiving uh, beings, because beings are the object of our metta. Hmm? So this is how we uh, are able to condition perception, in order to use perception to strengthen the mind by way of samadhi. But also the, 
the aspect of meditation is that once the mind is balanced, uh, so once we are able to get a balanced mind with all kinds of things that are the support for that, sometimes talking with friends, sometimes going and have a walk, sometimes just having a good time for ourselves can be very positive because the mind gets balanced. So this is very important to see which type of conditions are going to bring that quality of a balanced mind. So once the mind uh, has been balanced, then you strengthen it, if you like, with specific samatha meditation. The anapanasati is also based on a perception. You come to perceive the breath, and then you use the breath as as an anchor uh, to to strengthen the mind. So the breath is also perceived with with sanya. So the breath comes to be... uh, Uh, the object of your meditation and also it's a concept I mean it's it's it is is a perception and uh, uh, all the other meditation subjects also they are based on the perception so you strengthen a specific perception uh, and then you see that uh, okay now in this case I need th- this type of perception in that other ca- case I need another type of perception like uh, all types of if you want to uh, to ask questions or all types of meditation are based for the samatha are based on uh, a specific way of perceiving uh, something so once the mind has been strengthened if we like we can strengthen it very uh, strongly, but once the mind has been strengthened to a certain degree of, quali- of, of uh, quality, of clarity, then uh, it, the mind is being used to inquire or to examine the reality itself. So it is based on reality, first of all. It is very practical, but it comes to analyze reality in more subtle aspects. And these type of analysis will have to do with uh, more uh, detail or more, de- more precise uh, aspects of our psychology or the, dynamism, the dy- dynamics of uh, our mind and body. But it has to be understood. So if... For example, we are practicing the metta meditation, then the mind can get very happy and also the mind get, can get in very uh, uh, interesting uh, states of consciousness where there is a total expansion, where there is a total unity with the universe. But this is not the aim. The aim is to get a perspective, a clarity of mind that, with, that will enable us to understand that situation, to understand the practicality of, of uh, the, 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 the real encounter that we have with the daily life, with the, with the life of, uh, of uh, our mind and body. So then if, when we are, when, for example, if we develop a very strong meditation with the metta, then after that, a kind of analysis has to be done in regard to, uh, uh, to all perceptions have been the conditioner for these mental states and then also all these perceptions are actually relative so it's a, the, we see that the perceptions in this case and in all the cases 
are conditioned and also they are relative. So we have to understand perception, we have to use perception, and then again, we have to fully understand perception in a way that we will not be caught in delusion. So perception have to be used, but we should not be uh, caught up in the perceptions that we are having because perceptions is very subjective. So uh, I hope you understood that. If it's not very clear, then you can think about it uh, and you, maybe you can ask a question or you can, uh, uh, well. So here also I have, like I have a lot of things, but uh, it all relates to the same thing, but uh, dealing with too many things at once. <laughs> so I will take a, I will take just one question that may be easy, huh? and uh, then <laughs> too much thinking. Sometimes, sometimes too much thinking is uh, can lead to confusion because you are just you, you, we get out of reality. So it has to be very practical. <laughs> so here the question is uh, i am wondering what clubs a beginner should acquire for their golf bag right <laughs> <laughs> so so thank you f thank you for the question and um, so maybe we can try to uh, to elaborate on that right so how do we come to 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 how do we come to how do we come uh, to see the life to see life as a game or how, how, how do we come to to experience life and uh, in one in in some text like in one text they say oh a, a child is born uh, with the, from the parents and then when the child is born then uh, uh, the, the, the child starts to play with all kinds of uh, all kinds of toys and all kinds of things you know and then he enjoys himself right so uh, so let's say you you you, you give to a, a small child huh? a young child you give him a, a very nice bag of plastic golf club so what do you think the child is going to do? I mean, if you have seen that, then the child is just going to, to, 
to go in the living room and eat the eat the the the, the flower vase and then it maybe hit the dog and maybe it hit his brother and so this is how we 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 come to uh, we come to understand you know from the experience that okay now then the mother will tell the child oh no no this is a golf this is a club no a golf club this is a club a golf club right and then it has you have to hit the ball and this is for the, that person the child a little bit little by little starts to learn to learn the game and then eventually uh, eventually maybe he, he will be able to play golf so so which type of clubs a beginner should acquire for their their golf bag So of course it will have to. Uh, we will come to a very practical uh, aspect of it, huh? and uh, so what is important in a, in a, uh, like maybe we will next time we will have a, a you know we will have a seminar in ba- in the Bahamas in the golf course, huh? and then we can <laughs> it will be very practically uh, grounded, but. Uh, but but let's say let's say let's say that uh, the golf clubs you know like uh, we have the putter the sand wedge the wor- the 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 the, word, the wood the wood yes the wood the pitching edge and the iron if you are not familiar with that uh, it doesn't matter we <laughs> but uh, but but let's say like l- just uh, let's speak about <laughs> <laughs> you know, just going around, right? And we will come to the point. We will come to the point. <laughs> and, and, and I hope you will get something out of that, uh, of that wandering type of uh, explanations. So let's take the wood. Huh? The wood The wood is just the, the, the driver. Huh? So I remember when I was very young, then my father me, I mean, took us with my brother, and then see, he had to go and practice his drive. You see, so you, you rent a bag of, I mean, you know, you, you rent a bag of balls, and then you just go and hit that in the field anywhere, and then you have the, you have the signs of 200 yards, and 100 yards, 300, 400, and, and then you're like a child, and then you look at this adult, your father, and then he has that thing, you know, and then he's hitting the ball, and then the ball almost disappeared, you know, in the atmosphere, and you are, wow, how wonderful. And then he said, you see, you see that over there? And he said, wow, so far away. It's really amazing when you are a kid to see the power of, of the ball being hit. Also, this is, uh, this is, a, uh, this is a wood. Also, with a wood, if you know how to hit the ball, you really hit it very far. But the potter is more subtle. So the potter, you use that on the green, uh, and then you, uh, it is. I mean, you, you, it has to. Uh, the ball is always on the on the soil. Uh, so the ball, the ball doesn't need to to be lifted up to go in the hole. You just have to 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 calculate the angulation and then also the strength of your um, the strength of your hit. And uh, and then. Uh, and then you have the the iron, and then also the sand wedge, right? And the pitching wedge. So 
let's say that uh, what is more important in the game of golfing, and then what's what also important in for a beginner to as the clubs that uh, the, 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 that she needs to have is actually a putter and an iron. So you don't necessarily need to have the wood, because with the iron you can lift the ball from the soil. So that's enough. You may not go, you may not be able to go as far as if you were to use the wood, but nevertheless you will be able to lift the ball to some extent, and then little by little you will come to the green. So uh, iron is necessary, and then also if you have an iron, even if you are in a sand, <laughs> you know, trap then you don't need the sand wedge because the iron will also be able to lift the ball to some extent and take it out of the sand. But when you reach the, the green, then a potter will also be necessary because the potter is what is very straight and maybe more uh, useful to, to, uh, to direct the ball on the ground so that the ball goes in the, in the hole. So the potter is necessary and the iron is also necessary. So the wood, for example, to what will that uh, apply? So the wood could be applied to very strong samadhi, very strong concentration. So do we need that? It, it can be very useful because you can go, I mean, very close to the green just by one shot. Huh? But it's not actually that necessary, just a minimum. What is the minimum? The minimum is that uh, the, the club should enable us to get out of the mud of just the ground, you know, because you will not go very far and also not go very precisely. With, with, uh, uh, by being on just on the ground, just on the, on the mud, right? So uh, what is the mud? The mud actually is just the, all the hindrances and all the, the kinds of uh, the things that are uh, polluting our mind, you know, by way of disturbance, by way of imbalance. So practically, with the meditation, to what this can refer... We will, I could say that uh, like the practice of karagata sati, that means mindfulness directed to the body, can fulfill these two aspects of the iron and also of the potter. That means with karagata sati, you can be grounded enough and also you have the basis of which you can reach the goal. Because with karagata sati, you are... You know, you are mindful of what you are doing. That means you can fulfill aspects of sila. With karagata sati, mindfulness of the body, you can also be aware of the quality of your mind. That means the aspects that are dealing with uh, intention, the aspects also that are dealing with uh, mental development. And uh, with karagata sati also, uh, you, are, you have the possibility to understand the dynamic of mind and body. So, as we have said in regard to the four element meditation, if we are really grounded in the four element meditation, this is dealing with the with the physical body. So, if we are really grounded there, then we come also to perceive the mind. 
But if we are not using specific meditation subject that could also be related to the body and also that will enable us to, to go to deeper samadhi, it's not that important. What will be important when we are developing the mindfulness of the body is to get out of the mud first of all. So we see that with the body, we can have physical and verbal actions that will not lead to more kind of muddy uh, type of uh, thinking, muddy type of uh, moods, muddy type of, uh, of uh, states of mind because of uh, proper actions. But also the meditation on the body, when we start to really apply the meditation with the body, on the body, then this is also having the possibility to uplift the mind and then to, uh, to, to get uh, a rather stable mind of which um, uh, that we can use to analyze uh, phenomena. So the body, body itself, you see, the body itself is the object. So now we are again coming back to perceptions. So the way we are using perception to strengthen the mind by way of samatha are related to the way we are using the objects, or the way we are looking at objects. So in regard to the body, if you look at body parts, then if you develop a perce specific perceptions in regard to body parts or in regard to the breath, this can lead you to deeper mental clarity, deeper mental concentration. But when we are practicing vipassana, then perception has to be understood. And then the body itself is not seen through the condition perception, but is seen directly with the experience. So, uh, so the meditation on the, so the, meditation on the, on the body, for example, if you are using body parts with the, the, the vision or you know, with the specific perception, this can lead to samatha. But if you are just using the body to go directly into the experience, then you are, ex you are with the actual reality of physical phenomena, which also are connected with the mental aspect of, of it. So I will say that uh, what is necessary for a beginner is... Uh, is to get mindfulness of the body established because mindfulness of the body will, will enable us to protect our way of life with the sila and also will enable us also to develop the mind to the extent that we are interested to develop the mind by way of samadhi, huh? but uh, to a minimum where the state of samadhi or where the state of uh, mental clarity will enable us to see the things as they are. So uh, what is meant here is that you don't need to uh, 
you need a certain level of samadhi, you need a certain level of clarity and uh, mental concentration, but not to a great, great, great extent, but it is necessary. And then the, the meditation on the four elements, for example, has, or meditation on the, the physical posture, has that potential to, uh, to, to, to take us to that degree of clarity. So do these clubs come with the manufacturer's instructions for when and how each is best used? So, uh, of course, you, the, the, the manufacturers will tell you what you can do with these clubs, but you have to find out for yourself. Huh? So the theory that, that will come with the meditation instructions, or you have a lot of that in the books, but uh, eventually you have to try by yourself and then you, you have to see, okay, now this type of meditation is leading to that and what is more necessary for me. You have to see which type of, uh, of clubs that you need to have, which type of meditation actually you like to, to, to develop in your life. But the basic is really necessary. Also this morning there was a, there was a question about uh, the object of meditations. What are the subjects of meditation that we can have? So we try to emphasize, uh, Nikki and, and, and me, we try to emphasize the approach we have in regard to the, to the meditation. If we don't have a proper approach, then uh, we can spoil the whole experience. We can spoil also the whole exp uh, observation. So the approach we have is essential. That's why when we are dealing with a meditation, we try, when we are explaining it, to have a global uh, uh, all picture of it. And then we are also starting very gradually like to, 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 to see that we are happy and then also to see that we are comfortable. And also to include in the observation all the, the, the aspects of mind and body. Also we are looking at everything and it's kind of general, right? It's not, we don't say, okay, now just focus on the breath and just look at the breath at the nostrils and then keep there for as long as you can. No, 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 no. Approach is very much, uh, imp is very much uh, uh, important. So when we have the, the proper approach, the closer we come to the, to the meditation, the, 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 the clearer also we can see what we need. So in some cases, if we are going directly to the vipassana, or if we are going straight to the insight meditation, then we don't need to focus too much, and then we can just continue with the observation of mind and body. Like with the Kāgatasati, we deepen our observation on these same processes. But also, in relation to the objects uh, of focus, we have different... Uh, types of objects and uh, we have objects that are really limited like if we are just looking at the breath here it is kind of very it is it is very limited and then uh, it is limited to the breath but if we are practicing a metta for example then the consciousness really get very large and uh, the, the 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 field of, aware of awareness is very wide but nevertheless the concentration also is going to be very strong so depending on what we want we can expand the consciousness or we can also uh, uh, f choose a more 
limited and a more uh, a precise object of observation just to strengthen the ability to concentrate, just to strengthen the quality of the mind to observe a specific object. So we have two types, a few, a few types of objects and then some are very big, huh? all-inclusive, and some also are more limited. So depending on our character, depending also on our interests, we can choose these objects to, uh, to develop uh, uh, the, the practice of samatha. So that's why, like some of you, if you like to continue to develop more concentration, then you can use maybe a little bit longer anapanasati, Oh, and then anapanasati also, uh, the mindfulness of the, of the breath, can be used to, uh, to really develop very strong concentration. Or oh, the mindfulness of the breath can also be used just to be aware of the, of the flow of life, just to be aware of, uh, of uh, the mind, uh, our mind and body. So here someone is practicing the four element. There is a question. So someone is, pra- is practicing the four element meditation and then the person gets very pleasant sensation. And uh, uh, for example, when uh, she is experiencing lightness. So we have seen that uh, the, fo- the meditation on the four elements relates to the characteristics we are experiencing in the body, like lightness or heaviness or hardness and things like this. So when we are uh, trying to see... Uh, to see a characteristic in the body, that characteristics that characteristic become predominant. So if you are looking, for example, heaviness or hardness, so you see the hardness in the teeth or the hardness of your of, of, of your seat. Huh? So the fact of observing hardness, you are conditioning your mind to to perceive a little bit more of hardness. So then in that case, if you practice only hardness, you will become I mean, it will, it, you will influence, the mind is going to influence uh, the body, the way you experience the body. Mm? So in the case that somebody is, uh, is experiencing lightness, uh, if you emphasize the characteristic of lightness, uh, you feel very light. Uh? So the fact of looking for lightness in your body will also lighten your body. So sometimes the, element, the four element meditation can be used to, to cure ourselves uh, and then to see, to balance a little bit the, the physical energy. So with our mind, somehow we have the possibility to balance the body. So if, you, if, you are, if there is too much lightness, then you can, you can bring a little bit more grounding, you can bring, bring a little bit more of, uh, of heaviness. And if there is too much of wind, like the wind, the, the characteristic of the wind is the pushing and then the movement. And so if you are very agitated and then the, the, the body is very nervous, that means there is too much of the wind element. So in this case, you can just maybe use the, the water element that will just cool down or uh, the temperature of the cool. Uh, you, you are looking for coolness or you also can look at the, 
the, the, the qualities in the, in the earth element that will be more uh, grounding. So the problem or the, the, is that this is causing her to want to keep uh, hanging out longer on with pleasant sensation, lightness. But uh, the guess is that the instruction is to give equal time to all sensation and move on. The thing also is that uh, we have to see that the, what we are looking for are going also to be become predominant in, in, in what we are experiencing. So the way we are looking at things can also condition the way we are experiencing them. This we have to see. But since the, the objective of, of uh, our meditation is to understand the all of it, then of course we have to see that uh, first of all that the mind gets balanced and also that equal uh, importance are given to, like in regard to the elements, equal importance is given also to all types of elements, all types of characteristics that we are going to experience in the body because sometimes, although you want to experience lightness, then the evenness will be there and then the, 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 the hardness and some characteristics will be uncontrollable in the body. Like when we are sick, you know, if you are just trying to balance the element with your mind, it may be very difficult because sickness is just so much overpowering that the, the unbalance that is being created in the body is uncontrollable. So if we are not able to face the elements as they are manifesting themselves, when they are manifesting themselves, then uh, this, is a, this is a problem. So on one hand, we see that we can to some extent, balance the elements in the body. But also, on the, other, on the other hand, we have to see that the elements are just natural elements that are out of control from our, uh, from our uh, will. Huh? So it's just natural phenomena that are depending on, on, on conditions, like uh, whether it is sunny or rainy or <coughs> windy or very calm, then we cannot control these things. So, so, the, so, the, so, so the same thing with our body. Huh? But to some extent, we can also influence what we are experiencing there because of perception. So the emphasis on certain perception will also emphasize, like it's, it's coming back to the same thing, is the feeling conditioning the perception or is perception conditioning the feeling. So if we are perceiving lightness, then the, the, that experience of lightness also is going to, be, to become more manifest. So in this case, perception will influence the sensation to some, to some extent. So a few, days, a few days ago, I talked about the, the, the four Kama Sutta and the four types of Kama, good, bad, good and bad, and neither good nor bad. So the person is curious that, uh, that uh, if we can find some examples of intention, thoughts, that result in this type of Kama. Hmm? So... 
the, there is a text that is explained that there, there is a type of kamma that is, uh, uh, it is good, uh, the, the action is good, and then there is good result. And then you have a type of kamma, or actions, motivated by volition that is not good and then also the result is not good and then you have one that is uh, good and bad and also the results are going to good and bad and the fourth one is neither good nor bad and also the result is neither good nor bad so this fourth type of karma that is neither good nor bad and also that has, a, has an effect a neither good nor bad uh, effect is a type of karma that means the volition is still there, but it's a volition that enables us to get out of this round of cause and effect, huh? cause and effect. So what is that? It's a type of karma that first enables us to understand the dynamics. Huh? So we have to understand the dynamics of uh, how intention is creating actions and all. The quality of these intentions are also influencing the quality of the results. So when we see that, we are, we are first trying to, to perform things that are good, oh, and then we get the good result. And then with the good result, there is more uh, possibility to get the mind balanced. But once the mind is balanced, then we can still perform actions, but somehow they will not have any results. Huh? And also, when the, the actions are performed, they are neither good uh, nor bad because, because the intention is not expecting any types of uh, results. So the neither good nor bad type of actions will have to do all the time with uh, the Eightfold Noble Path. That means what, you are, what we are doing by way of uh, physical actions or verbal actions and also mental actions. But, it, but this type of uh, karma is, is really uh, coming together with wisdom. That means you really understand the dynamic uh, of the thing and then you have the possibility to, to get out of that uh, cycle of uh, cause and effect and cause and effect. It doesn't mean we don't do anything, but we, we just understand it in, in a way that we don't get uh, caught in it. So also this type of, uh, of kamma is a kamma where the mind is uh, not uh, obsessed with uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, intentions or thoughts or uh, motivation influenced by, by greed or hatred or delusion. The mind is very clear, non-deluded, and also the mind is not uh, expecting things. The mind is not greedy for what is happening and what will happen, and also the mind is not aversive to what should not happen and then what should not happen, also what is not happening. So it's a kind of a neutral type of uh, involvement, but still an, an involvement of, uh, of volition. So if you have any question, you can say, but uh, maybe you just uh, like to have a break. Oh, now it's uh, 
our seeing clearly relates to liberation. So if we don't see clearly a situation, what is the outcome? We don't know what to do. We don't know what to do. Like in any cases, if you are not able to see clearly something, then we don't understand the causes, we don't, under- we don't understand the dynamic of the things. So, uh, so this is the reason, this is, uh, this is what is essential. We need to see as clearly as possible anything we are examining, in anything that we are observing. Whatever, whatever it is, if you look at your work, if you look at your family, if you look at the relationship you have with your wife, or then if you don't see clearly how the dynamic is processed, is processing, then you, you will be bound to, to, to come into uh, difficulties because you don't know how to relate to that. But if you have a clear understanding and also with the, with the clarity of the mind, then you will say, okay, no, this is what I have to do in this uh, social situation with wa- my work. This is how also I have to be when I am relating to people. And so the clarity of the mind that you will have also in regard to specific works, huh, you will see that if you are very tired, you come to your office and then you are so tired and then so full of worries and things like this, then that unclarity of mind will affect the way you are dealing with the thing. So that's why the first consideration we have to do, whether we are practicing meditation or or anything, is the quality of our mind. And this quality of our mind can be, we can get it by any means. Sometimes we can just need to relax, we can just need to have, you know, a good meal or something like this. So, but then further, you know, ways of, of, of improving that quality of the mind is very much necessary. And then it, we have to deal with how to train the mind. So meditation is, is all about that, but it's not only about meditation, it's about the all aspects of our life. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.